Hey, this is Welby Pierce. I'm the lead pastor of Hope Rising Church. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope it inspires you, hope it builds your faith, and hope it gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. I hope you enjoy the message. Amen. Come on, hey, why don't you high five about three people next to you as you take a seat and let them know, man, I've not been forsaken. I've not been forsaken. Come on, tell them, I've not been forsaken. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, I, uh, my name's Welby. I'm the lead pastor here. And uh, man, if I've not got a chance to meet you yet, I want, I want you to know I, I would love to meet you after service today and uh, just get the chance to talk to you, uh, see what's going on, see, see what, 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 just, what brought you in, what, what life has for you. Man, we just, we love people and uh, we love getting to, to hang with people. So I'd love to meet you at the Connect booth right out here uh, after service. But hey man, th- this has been a great weekend. Uh, on Friday night, we got to, to honor our dream team and a lot of our dream team. Man, we had a dream team party. Uh, I, I just, man, our dream team kills it week in and week out. But man, these are the people that, that serve, uh, whether it's on a Sunday or it's during the week. And man, we had a party. We were at Black Horse Ranch Golf Club. Come on, man, it was good. And they, they fed us dinner, and uh, man, we, had, we laughed and, and, and left full, and man, it was so good. And so uh, I, I had somebody tell me as they were leaving, they said, thank you so much for making church fun again. They said, they said man, church, church for a long time hasn't been fun. Let's go, come on. And, uh, and so some of you like, what's going on? Like, we like to have fun here, okay? Uh, we just believe church should be enjoyed and not endured. And, and the, one of the dream teamers said, man, thank you so much for, for making church fun again for me. And uh, man, that, that's what it's about. Like making it an environment that people enjoy so God can move in, right? Like, hey, we're gonna make it fun. We're gonna make it challenging. We want you to, 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 to be challenged and, and, and enjoy people's company uh, so that it prepares a way for God to move in your life. Anybody like, I, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't want church to be boring. You know, some of you, some of you are like, man, I never went to a church that my preacher, every time he preaches, he's like in J's, like what's going on? It's crazy. Like, like it's okay. Like God moves even in, through my J's, you know, it's all right. And, uh, and so, um, I told somebody that that's, that's almost all I preach in is like J's or like some Chelsea's or something like that. Like that's it. And so. Um, so we, we, we roll like that. And so, man, we, we want church to be fun, inviting, and we want, uh, most of all, for you to meet the Lord every time, you meet, every time you're here. And so, hey, we are in a new series starting today called Uncommon. Would you say that with me? Uncommon. It's a, it's a series that's about relationships. And, and don't, 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 don't get it twisted. This is not a, a marriage series, all right? This is a series about friendships. It's, a, it's about maybe people you are dating or, or people you'd like to date or, or how, do we, how do we handle our spouses and how do we communicate and anybody that's in our lives, how do we be better parents? This is about relationships. This is about how do we do life together? How do we be more effective together? Because hashtag, we're better together, right? We're better together. And so we live in a world, I don't know if you know it, but we live in a world that's got some messed up relationships. Like we, we mess up relationships on a daily basis and we do a good job at doing it, right? Like some are good, I get it, but some are really bad and some are just simply jacked up. 
Come on, some, turn somebody next to you and say, man, it's all jacked up. Yeah, it's all jacked up. And so we, we wanna help you in your relationships, in your friendships, in your parenting over the next uh, few weeks or over this next month. And we wanna go from selfish to selfless. We wanna go from resentful to restored. We wanna go from being envious to joyous, from fake to being faithful, from unforgiving to unconditional. I don't know about you, but that sounds a good, a good place to change from, to going from, from these things, resentful and envious and, and being fake to, to going to, hey, no, 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 I'm gonna be faithful and I'm gonna have joy and I'm gonna be restored and I'm gonna have this unconditional love. I don't know about you, but that sounds good. And that's what I want. And so uh, our anchor verse that we're going to kind of lean on over these next uh, multiple weeks here is in Romans. And Paul is talking in Romans chapter 12. And I love this passage of scripture. Uh, and I'm going to be reading it today uh, from the, the message version, all right? And so I love the message version. We don't always read from the message version. Uh, but this is kind of, it, it kind of is translated in a way that's just kind of like everyday, more like real talk per se. And so um, let's go there. Romans 12 verses 1 and 2. It says, so here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, going to work, and walking around life. You could say my, my grocery shopping taking my kids to school and getting them to baseball practice after school. Like you get my Snapchat and Instagram, pin, pin, and Pinterest life. Take all of that and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't, don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Man, that's, that, that can preach on itself right there. That I could preach. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you. That's good news. God brings the best out of who? Out of me, out of you. Develops well-formed maturity in you. Would you say that phrase, God brings the best out of me? Come on, say that with me. God brings the best out of, it's good stuff. So how do we hit the reset button on relationships? I don't know about you, but we need, we need to hit reset. Turn it off and turn it back on. How do we hit the refresh button of, of marriage and parenting and, and friendship? How do we do this God's way? Today's message, it's called Uncommon Love. Uncommon Love. You know I had to do Uncommon Love because we got Valentine's Day this week, right? It's Valentine's Day this week and there's a lot of red and a lot of chocolate and we got cards and, and we got flowers and all this good stuff. I mean, I remember this time a few years ago, Kristen and I were talking and we said, hey, um, let, let's not do anything for, for Valentine's Day this year. Like no cards, no chocolate, no flowers. Let's just not do anything. Um, just, just, baby, I love you. You love me. We're good, all right? I was, I was like, dope, let's go, okay? I'm good with that. And so it's February 14th. It's Valentine's Day, and, and I go to work. And man, life is, life is good. I'm just having a great day, all right? Having a wonderful day. 
uh, send, my, send my wife like a text, you know, love you, baby, can't wait to get home, you know, smooches, smooches, you know, all this stuff. And, and she's like, I love you too, boo, and all this stuff. And, and so uh, I get home and I'm, I'm smiling and I give her a hug and I look on the counter and there's chocolate <laughs> and there's a card with my name on it. And on the outside, I'm like, hey, but on the inside, I'm dying. And I was like, no. You ever like one of those movies, just like, no. just wish I could rewind a few hours, like, right? Like, wish I could go back earlier that day, go to, go to HEP or, or go somewhere, give me a car and all that stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, oh God, it all ends here. I, 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 you, thank you, Lord, for these great 12 years and I don't, she's gonna kill me. She's gonna kill me. And uh, so we, you know, I opened my card and, you know, some of my favorite chocolate. And I was just like, hey, babe, I thought, um, you know, we had this conversation the other day. I had this conversation that said we weren't doing anything. And she said, I never said that. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh. Oh, like has anybody ever messed up? Like maybe not Valentine's Day, but have you ever messed up before something like that? I was like, man, I have completely messed this up. I, I mean, I mean, Valentine's Day is coming up here in a few days, and I just want to go ahead, go ahead and help you. If you think, fellas, she said, let's not do anything. I just want you to know she didn't, and if she did say it, she didn't really mean it, okay? I'm just trying to help some marriages. I'm trying to help some relationships right now, okay? This is like free therapy for you. All right, go ahead and get the chocolates, do the flowers, do a car, like do whatever you do, but just don't forget, okay? Like, like don't say, I thought we talked about this. You may have, but I'm just telling, I'm trying to preach to somebody out there today that just do it, okay? Make it happen. Make it happen. Because you, you, might, you might be your own Valentine. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, does anybody have a song? Anybody got a song? You're like, oh, it's our song. Or you're, you, maybe you're dating. You're like, oh, this is our song. Every time this song comes on, I think of you. You know, and this this. This guy said this one time, he's like, oh, oh, my song is When a Man Loves a Woman. It's Michael Bolton, you know, mm, that comes on, and it's like, oh, yes, I love this song. This is, this is my, me, my girl, this is it. And um, can I tell you to be careful what your song is? You need to be careful what your song is. I mean, just let me read a couple of lyrics to you of this song, When a Man Loves a Woman. When a man loves a woman, can't keep his mind on nothing else. He trade the world for a good thing he's found. All right, starting off all right, okay. If she is bad, he can't see it. She can do no wrong. Turn his back on his best friend if he puts her down. All right, he's sticking up for his girl like this. Okay, we, yeah, we can kind of roll with this a little bit. But when a man loves a woman, spend his very last dime. I mean, this dude's broke. Come on, this is your song. Now he's broke. He ain't got no money. Trying to hold on to what he needs because he needs to go buy a pair of J's. He'd give up all his comforts 
And he'd sleep out in the rain if she said that's the way it ought to be. No, 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 no. Like, I'm not sleeping out in the rain. I don't care what you say. I help pay the mortgage in this place. Let's go. Come on. I may sleep on the couch, but I'm not sleeping out in the rain. Come on, somebody, right? Be careful what your song is. For some of us, it's not a song. We need a new love story. And there's no better love story to start with than God. I said there's no better love story than to start with God himself. I love maybe one of the best scriptures to to kind of start this, this love story out is if you grew up in church, it's a popular one. If you don't go to church, you may have still even heard this, but in John 3, 16, I love what the Message Bible says. It says, this is how much God loved the world. He gave his son his only, his one and only son. And this is why. This is what he did, and this is now why he did it. So that no one need to be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. Can I tell you today that God is love? The origin of love came from God himself. And if God came up with love or this idea of love, then we need to use him as the reference point. We need, to, we need to lean into who he is as the reference point of what love is and why we love. Because our world confuses what love is, doesn't it? Because we have love or we have lust and it gets mixed and it gets, it gets mangled a little bit and it, it gets all confusing. We, we have love and compromise and all of this, these things fighting against each other. So how does love work in a world where love is broken? Two broken people coming together, whether it's a friendship, whether it's dating, whether it's marriage, you have two broken people coming together and trying to live the perfect life. We have to be reminded that God is love. I'm reminded of what we would call the 316 principle. We just read that John 316, but we, we, we would call this the 316 principle that, that God's love is unconditional. It's absolute. Somebody get this in your, in your spirit this morning. It's absolute. It's unrelenting. It's steadfast. God's love is unfailing. God's unfailing love is what can heal you from the wounds in your life. That's some powerful love. The 316 principle, we could say, could say this, defined by this, God's love is sacrificial. For he gave his one and only son. If you're taking notes, write that down. God's love is sacrificial. For God so loved the world that he, come on, he gave. He gave his son. How many of you would give your kid so that somebody else could live. Nah, well maybe sometimes, but most of the time, nah. He gave. God's love is personable. It's not just a philosophy or this, this idea that he came up with. No, it was manifested through the person of Jesus 
himself. God the Father and Jesus as God the Son. Jesus, you're gonna leave heaven. You're gonna leave this, this, this perfect place and, and I'm gonna send you into a broken world with broken people and, and broken circumstances and situations and I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you dine with them and be friends with them and love on them because I want you to reveal my love for them and they're gonna see it through you. God's love is personable. God's love is acceptable. You can receive it by simply believing in him. He gave his one and only son that whosoever would believe. I love what Romans says. It says by confessing, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead. He said, you'll be saved. It's as simple as that. In church for many years, we've made it too complicated for people to give their life to Jesus and people to follow Jesus. And we've tried to put people in a cookie cutter type of way. And, and if you're gonna follow Jesus, you gotta look like this and, and you gotta talk like this and you gotta smell like this. No, 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 no. If you just confess with your mouth and believe in your hearts, they may not look like you, you may be further down the road than they are on this journey with Jesus. That's okay. But don't forget that you too were maybe a little bit more messed up than you are now. You had some problems just like they did. Oh, we still got problems. We talked about it last week, right? We jacked up. We're all jacked up. You may be here and you may say, I'm unlovable uncapable to receive this love or, or to even give love. You've been in broken relationships and, and failed relationships. I wanna encourage you to reset the love button by receiving and accepting God's love. God's love is accessible. You can write that down. Anyone who so ever believes it's for anyone not just for a limited few man it's not the country club life you don't have to pay dues to, to become a member or you don't have to, to pay dues to continue to stay a member. How many got memberships to stuff like whether, you know, Hulu or YouTube or, or, or whatever, you got Netflix, right? Like as long as you pay, you can continue your membership, right? There's nothing that you can do. You can't work for this. It's, it's not for reserved for perfect people. It's not reserved for people that are of a certain age or, or people that are of a certain color. No, no, no. This is, this is not just for the powerful or for the super spiritual that we see. It's for all who believe. It's for the whosoever. I'm so glad that I'm in the whosoever. <laughs> Choosing to believe and accept Jesus, inviting him into our hearts and living for him gives us access to the love of God. Gives us access to the love of God. You may ask the question, well, how do I give a love that I know nothing about? How do I give a love that I know nothing about? I'm so glad you asked. In 1 John, it tells us four Chapter four, verse nine says, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world 
so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we loved God, but, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us. Mm. But if we love each other, Republican, Democrat, independent, don't care. If we love each other, I just got real quiet, I like that. Some of you are like, oh God, I didn't know we we're going to a church like this. It's okay, we're not, we're not gonna go there. Just wanted to ruffle your feathers for a minute. If we love each other, God lives in us. If we love each other through our Facebook posts and comments, I'm, so, I'm gonna hit it today, okay? We're gonna make it, we're gonna make it happen, all right? I'm gonna like right on, the, right on the nail, we're gonna make it happen. If we can, can I just say, if you don't have anything good to say, just, you know, Facebook doesn't need it. I mean, good Lord. Can I tell you something like near and dear to my heart, true, true and tried, like I'd made this decision about a year ago, so maybe two. Um, I love the Texans with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. <laughs> and, um, but if anybody's watched the Texans, you know, for a while, you know, we, you know, you know, we don't always do too well. I was the dude, I'll be on Facebook, I was like, man, I can't believe this coach, I can't believe we did this or we didn't do that. And so about a year or two ago, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna stop being so negative about the Texans. Like, I'll think it. I may scream at the TV, but, but I, I, like, nobody needs any negativity through my life. Let me somebody else. I don't know, maybe it'll help somebody. Uh, but if we love each other, Dallas fans included, we got them too, it's okay. God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, ever say God is love? God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. This is what I want you to hear. We love each other because he loved us first. We love each other because he loved us first. He already did it. Before you were a thought to your mama or your daddy, he loved you first. If you have kids, you'll know what I'm talking about. Like just go back to the day you had your kids. And I remember when, when Bria was, was first born. And I was, we were excited. Man, we wanted a girl first. And, and I wanted a daddy's girl and one of my princess. And so Bria's born. Man, I was like right there with the doctor. You know, I'm just, I'm, you know, me and the doctor, we were like, we were one. We were like, boom, we were like right there. And I mean, I could have been, I, I, I was like, I was like, boom, 42, hey, you know? Like, I was ready, all right? I was ready. And so uh, Bria was born and oh man, this, this overwhelming 
emotion, feeling of love had just come over Kristen and I. Oh, I was just like, like she, I mean, Bria had maybe just, just began to cry and, and, and we just began to hold her and love her. And we were overwhelmed with this, this emotion of love uh, over, over her. And, and when we had Corbin, it was the same way, right? If you've ever had a kid, the moment they enter into this world, there's this love of the father and love of a mother that just overwhelmingly takes over us but they didn't have the capacity to love us yet. They didn't know how to love us yet. No, they learned how to love us through our actions. Our kids learn how to love through how we love who? Them, right? They didn't have to earn our love. They didn't have to deserve our love. If you make sure your room's clean before you go to school, I'll love you, baby. If you'll come home and you'll do your homework and, and you'll do your chores and, chores and you'll stop back-talking your mama and, oh, like, I'll love you. If you'll take out the trash, I'll love you. If you'll make straight A's and be a good student, I'll love you. No, we don't say that. Because they don't have to earn my love. They don't, have to, they don't have to work for my love. Baby, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter how far you get, go or get there. Just know I'm always gonna be here loving you, encouraging you, believing the best in who you are and who God's called you to be. No, we freely give our love no matter what, right? And God has done the same way. He's freely given his love by giving his son Jesus, that no matter what you've done or who you are, he's gonna love you. You say, well, you don't understand what I've done. It doesn't matter what you've done. I'm just here to tell you. You're jacked up, I'm jacked up, we all jacked up. But he loves you. He said, no, I created you. I created you with purpose. I love this row over here. I was made for this. Come on, I was, I was made for this moments in life. And the only way we have this ability to love those who have hurt us, betrayed us, talked about us, stabbed us in the back, is because God first loved us. God, how do I love them? You love them because I first loved you in your mess, in the mud pit you wallered in a little bit. You see, you can't give what you have not received. So eat that, homeboy. You can't give what you have not received. The old saying, what's down in the well will only come up in the bucket. What's down in the well of your heart will only come up through your life, through how we treat other people, how we talk to our spouse, how we talk to our coworkers, how we talk to the, to the person at the restaurant on a Sunday after church. Come on, Christian, all right? How we tip the waiter after they've given us poor service. I'm gonna show them, yes I am. 
by God, church was good. God moved, but my service has stunk. So I'm gonna go ahead and bless them with a dollar tip. Say, God bless you on it, but you got things to work on. <laughs> Man, you got some stuff to work on. What if God just gave you a tip? Like change your attitude. Man, I feel, I feel good up here, y'all. I feel good. This stuff's not even in my notes. We're gonna roll. But I keep on, better keep on going, though, so we finish. <laughs> What's down in the well of your heart is gonna come through your life. And the secret, I love this, the secret of love is being loved by God. What's the secret of love? It's, it's being loved by God. I need to get married to discover love. No, 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 no. You need to be loved by God. I need to fix my kids. No, 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 no. Let's, let's love God first. I need a Valentine's date. Can't be by myself on Valentine's Day. No, 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 you're loved by God. You're defined by who he is and who Jesus is and what he came to do and set inside of you. The secret of love is being loved by God. Can I tell you that our first step of love is not towards them, but towards him? Yeah. Our first step of love is not towards them, other people, a date, a friend, a spouse. Your first step is towards him. See, so often we're looking to people who cannot, cannot love. Like, I get it. Like, you got some family members like that, right? They're crazy. Like, like, not just crazy, but they're crazy, right? Like, like, come on, can I get a B3 behind me? Like, come on. Like, like you got some crazy family members, right? Like, we get it. Like, we all have some crazy family members. Like, one, two, three. Like, like, we get it. Some people in our lives that are hard to love. There's always a difficult person. There's always somebody in the office. It's like, man, I just want to throat punch them. Like, I get it. We've been there before. That's why our first step, our first step must be towards God. And then from him, he would give us the abilities and the tools to hit the reset button. Come on. We live in Houston. We drive the freeways. Man, you need to wake up, hit the reset button. Not the horn. <laughs> No, just the reset button. And then love them. If we step to them first, we'll always be frustrated. If we step to them first, we'll always be frustrated. No, we love because he first loved us. This scripture I love in 1 Corinthians, it's, kind of, it's known as the love chapter. 1 Corinthians 13 we, we quote this scripture a lot in weddings and um, getting ready to, to perform my, my brother and his, his fiance is getting married here in about a week, in a week and this, I'll, be, I'll be saying this scripture right here in the wedding ceremony. It says this, it says, love is patient and love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud 
or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. Come on, all the ladies said amen. Come on, my wife I know said holla. Come on, say it again. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. It never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy, prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Oh, I love that. Love will last forever. The secret of love, the secret of love is showing God's love to others. Loving God and loving others. So here as we wrap this thing up, how do we, how do we show uncommon love? How do you share God's love with other people? Showing God's uncommon love, right? We got some, you know, I think in this world we could say, no, there's some uncommon, like loving people. There's loving people God's way. There is an uncommon love. We don't always see it. So, so we're gonna hashtag, we're gonna call this hashtag love handles. All right? All right, you don't have to pinch the person next to you. It's all right. Like, it's cool. Like, like yeah, hashtag love handles, all right? I'm gonna give you, give you about five things right here. First, we're gonna say it. Everybody say, say it. Yeah, we're gonna say it. I think some of the, the, the most powerful phrase in the American language is, I love you. The three most powerful words in the universe is when somebody says, I love you. Come on, say that, say. Come on, say it again. Say, I love you. Come on, say it again. Come on, say it like you mean it. Oh, yeah, it's good. And I think the next most powerful phrase is when we say, forgive me. You see, if you love great, you will have to forgive great. If you love hard, you're gonna have to forgive hard. I think so many times we try to put ourselves in a cocoon so we don't get hurt. Kristen was reading or listening to a podcast the other day and, and the, the author was talking about how, how sometimes we, we, as parents, try to put our kids in a cocoon to where they don't ever feel hurt. And so when they become adults, they, they don't know how to respond to hurt and they don't, they don't know how to deal with hurt and they don't know how to process hurt and disappointment and all these things because we've always protected them from hurting because we don't want them to hurt. But if you love great, you're gonna to have to forgive great. It's gonna be some hurts and disappointments in life. That's okay. We have to learn how to process them, deal with them. And it's amazing the positive effect when these phrases are evident. I love you. Please forgive me, I'm sorry I hurt you. But it's also Amazing the negative effect when these words are not present. Come on, say it again. Everybody say, I love you. I love you. Teenagers, tell it to your parents. Come on, 
where my parents were teenagers at. Tell it to your parents. Parents, say it to your children. Say it to your children. Say it early. Say it often. I want to throw up on you, but I love you. Amen. Go to your room. Love ya. Not too long ago, I was putting Corbin down to bed. My, our son is four, and I was putting him to bed, and I was, I was laying with him, and I read him a book, and I prayed for him, and I said, son, I love you. He said, dad, you tell me you love me all the time. And I was like, son, I want you to always know daddy loves you. My son's four. I said, man, I don't care if you're 14, you're 40, or 400. I want you to know that daddy always loves you. Say it to your friends. I love you. You know, I don't, I don't like tell my, you know, my guy friends like, I love you. Like, that's weird, okay? But like, you know, kind of bro it up a little bit. Like, love you, homie. You know, bring it in. Got you. Got you. You're the man. You're the man. My dog. Come on. Come on. Let's get it. Let's go. Come on. My homie rolling with like, like love ya. Keep it real. Do what you got to do, but say it a lot. Say it a lot. Secondly, write it. Write a card. Write a letter. Do whatever you gotta do. Send somebody a text today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Send a text today. Hey, just want you to know, thinking about you, praying for you, love you. Blow them up with some emojis too, like, you know, you know, depending on who it is, but you know, like hearts and, and like hugs and kisses and, or maybe like high fives, you know, uh, whatever, like, right, right, bro it up, do what you gotta do, but, but say it and, and write it, give it. I'm not talking about necessarily being extravagant, but you know what a gift says? It says, when I was busy, I needed to stop my world for a moment and press pause and go get you some Chick-fil-A. When, when I was busy, I needed to stop my busy schedule so I could go do lunch with you at school, Bria. When I was busy and my schedule didn't call for it, in fact, I didn't have time for it, I'm gonna spend all day with you at school and be watchdog dad. They work you, hey, they, they, they like work you like dogs when you're watchdog dad. It's the reason they call you that, they don't work you. But you know what it said to my daughter? My daddy loves me. See, when we give it in, it didn't cost me anything. It cost me about eight hours. But what it did is show my daughter that, hey, my dad's willing to stop what he's gonna do, what he's doing for the church, and he's gonna come spend all day with me. And I know you're not the pastor, and maybe, maybe you'll never be in full-time vocational ministry, but those are the moments that I live for, that my daughter knows, and my son knows, and my wife knows that I love you more than I love the church. 
oh, I, I love this church. Don't get disappointed. Don't get down on me. Don't walk away thinking I don't. I love this church. I love you. But I got to love my family more. And so when we give it, it brings healing into a relationship. It brings healing. Fourth, forgive it. We're never more like Jesus than, we, than when we forgive. You might even say, hey, forgiving doesn't come easy. It may not come easy. And maybe your first step is not towards that person, but your first step is towards him. God, I'm coming to you because I need your help in forgiving them. Them may not even know that they hurt you. God, help me forgive them. And then when we go to him, he gives us the tools and the resources to say, I forgive you. Lastly, live it. God, help me to love the people in front of me. Help me to love the people in my path, in the grocery store, the person I sit by, the family I go home to. That's why I love our Hope Rising groups. Like I love them so much because it gives you the ability to press the reset button and to love other people. Love other people that are different than you. I love what somebody said the other night. They said, they said I love, one of the things I love most about Hope Rising is our groups and the, and the people that we get to hang, hang out with and do life with on a, on a regular basis because when we all show up together, there's this freedom that we, we begin to know each other and we take the mask off and, and we, don't, we don't have to worry about them judging us or thinking anything about us. We just get to be us. Man, I, I want you to know we strive hard for that. That you can just be you. Love God and let God love you. Let's love again. Let's receive God's love and give it away. Receive it and give it away. Receive God's love, give it away. Why? Because it's later than you think it is with people. It's later than what you think it is with people. We, we might not have all the time in the world to love people. In fact, Shakespeare said, better three hours too soon than a minute too late. If you've read any Dr. Seuss or you're into Dr. Seuss, it says sometimes you will never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. Don't let all of your words become a memory. In fact, there's this story where there was this, this older couple. And the husband named was Fred, and he was, he was on his deathbed, and hospice had been called in. And, and they called the pastor, and they said, Pastor, we need you to come and pray for us and just and be with us in these last moments of, uh, of Fred's life. And would you, would you come and just be with the family? And... So the pastor says, sure, I'm gonna come be with this family and I'll, I'll be there in just a minute. So he gets there and when he gets there, he sees all the family in the room and the room is, room is filled with family and, 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 and their the daughters and grandkids and, and they're just loving on him and doting over him and he, he gets a little closer and, and there his wife is and she's laying in the bed with him, just snuggled up with him. Married for 63 years. Come on, somebody, 63 years. 
Her name was Sister Claire. <laughs> and she just, you just could tell, she, she lit the room up. Laying there next to her husband, knowing that it was about to pass. A time was fixing to expire on his life. And so the pastor prayed for him and the pastor says, well, I gotta go. And so Sister Claire walks him out to the, to the car and she says, thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for coming and praying for my family. She goes, I, I love, I just love Fred so much. I love him. The pastor says, hey, you know, no problem. I'd love to get in to pray for them. And he said, you know what? He said, you've had a great 63 years, you and Fred. And he, he said this in the moment as an afterthought, and he, he didn't even know really why he said it, but he said, he said, why don't you just, I think you just should let him go. You've had 63 great years. It's time just to let him go. And she said, no, 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 I just need one more day. I just need one more day with my Fred. If I could just have one more day to love him. If I could just have one more day to just show him how much I love him and how much I care. If I could just have one more day to cook him a meal. If I could just have one more day. And the pastor left that day thinking this thought, it's later than we think it is. It's later than we think it is. Don't let your love be a memory to those that are around us. Let's say it. Let's write it. Let's send a text. Let's give it. Let's forgive it. Come on, let's live it out to do everything we can to let those around us know that we love them because it's later than we think it is. Let's pray, Lord, we, we're so thankful for this uncommon love that you have for us, that you sent Jesus to live and to die for us. That whosoever would believe in Jesus wouldn't die. That we may die on this earth, but we would live forever in eternity with you. Thank you for making a way where there seemed to be no way Help us to receive your love. Understanding the secret of love is first being loved by you. Help us lean into who you are before we lean into anybody else. Help us, God, to say it. Help us to write it, to give it, to forgive it, to live it. God, help us. Show this world an uncommon love. That when they see our lives, when they see our smile, when they, they get a high five from us, Lord, whatever it may be, let them see the love of Jesus living, breathing, and shining through us. Thank you for joining us on the Hope Rising podcast. Visit us online at myhoperising.co. If you're in the Cypress, Texas area, we would love to connect with you on Sundays, 10 a.m. at Spillane Middle School. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful week.